0: I'm educational justice coach Lindsay Lyons, and here on the Time for Teachership podcast, we learn how to inspire educational innovation for racial and gender justice, design curricula grounded in student voice, and build capacity for shared leadership. I'm a former teacher leader turned instructional coach. I'm striving to live a life full of learning, running, baking, traveling, and parenting because we can be rockstar educators and be full human beings. If you're a principal, assistant superintendent, curriculum director, instructional coach, or teacher who enjoys nerding out about co-creating curriculum with students, I made this show for you. Here we go. Today's solo show is going to be a resource dive. So in line with the five different kind of themes of the solo shows moving forward, we're diving into a resource, specifically actually seven resources for justice-based curriculum design. So we're going to give you three resources that give you authentic project opportunities and submissions for students that have an authentic audience beyond the teacher, purpose beyond the grade, and also for kind of text libraries, I'm calling them, sources for actually using and finding texts when you're teaching justice-based curriculum. Let's dive in. Okay, so today's episode is going to be a resource dive. We're diving into actually seven resources for justice-based curriculum design. So, as I said at the top of the episode, we're looking at three project opportunity sources. So, this is avenues for, you know, I'm designing a project and I want students to submit and they're going to have an audience beyond just me as the teacher, right? They want to um like actually impact something. They want to either be part of a competition or have these uh, messages heard by the general public that they create. So their work is going to be consumed um, and also uh, kind of evaluated to an extent in these other kind of spaces. I'm also gonna share for what I've been calling text libraries. These are basically great places to always go to find resources on a variety of topics that always link back to justice. So sometimes we have these great ideas and then we're like, okay, I wanna teach this thing, but I've never taught it before. And I also don't really know where to get a great source on that. These are kind of what I would recommend as the starting points if you don't have an existing starting point when you come up with the idea. Okay, so let's dive in. First source I want to share is KQED's Call for Change Youth Media Challenge. So KQED has a ton of great resources and their youth media challenge is excellent. It is super cool. I'm going to just kind of share a little bit about what it is. And it's basically a project where students are sharing submissions with KQED around a prompt that basically provides them again with an authentic audience because the projects that students submit are going to be published on the public online youth media showcase. So this is going to have uh, an impact far beyond the classroom. And then some submissions even get shared on either KQED or a local NPR or PBS channel. So it's going to be really cool to have students' voices and students' work and creations really expanded beyond just the classroom. There is clear standards, which I really appreciate. It's it's kind of has a rubric and there's all this alignment and detail about what is required for submission. So for example, this is a video or audio that is one to three minutes in length. It must be free of hate speech. It is um, inclusive of a script that's 300 to 500 words. We have kind of this writing component, this verbally spoken component or all this stuff. There's a bunch of... Um, kind of teacher resources and a project roadmap where you get to look at examples and different things like this but the call for change basically is is framed as you know youth are actually leading the way as advocates for change on a local national and global level they say and so this is great for these are the recommended subject areas English history social studies government economics all the kind of social studies there Any other humanities, science, health, any class interested in really reflecting on real world issues, which I would argue is basically should be anything. Submissions are accepted through June 2023. And the prompt is as follows. Climate change, civil rights, healthcare, college access, book banning, the economy. The list goes on. What issue inspires you to advocate for change? Or if you're not sure, think about it this way. What would make your community or city a better place? What change do you want to see in the nation or the world? Whether you pick a local issue or global concern, record a podcast, a selfie video, a narrated slideshow, or create an original animation, your commentary can speak to the community or world in general, or you can direct it to your school board, the mayor, or another public official, organization, or institution. We can't wait to hear your voice. So I love that there is a range of kind of what students can do in terms of the actual platform or um, kind of format, I should say, for how they're submitting. They can also choose what their audience is, what their topic is. There's so much student voice involved in this project and it's so expansive and it's also relevant, right? It's relevant to their lives right now. What is important to them? What's going on in the world? There's these current events connections and it's really great in terms of its setup, right? It's going to give you a public audience just naturally as part of the process. It already has all of the rubrics and the teacher resources and project maps, all the stuff. There's examples embedded in these resources. You can see what other students have done. I absolutely love it. Also, KQED kind of as a bonus resource here, I'll just name that they have um, above the noise practice civil discourse around timely topics. And so that's above the noise is a video series specifically for teens. So if you're in the secondary space, it looks at the research behind the issues that affect our daily lives. And so it's looking at, book banning, social media algorithms, inflation, right? Whatever's happening in in the current time that might be interesting to students. And so what it's trying to do is help viewers or or students draw their own conclusions and practice crafting arguments that are evidence-based in a safe online space. So it provides that space for them. And there's a, a range of topics that you can expose students to. What's really cool about this is that every episode is actually... It comes with a free uh, modifiable student viewing guide, a glossary, sentence frames, and transcripts in both English and Spanish. So you can use them to kind of facilitate conversations with students and really get started with this. So it's it's very teacher friendly. Okay, so that is KQED's resource kind of list. So we have the Youth Media Challenge and then we also have the bonus Above the Noise as uh, just an opportunity for a bunch of topics to kind of dive right in and get students exposed to those. I think they work really nicely in conjunction, actually. So, I might do a bunch of above the noise videos for students, kind of expose them or give them a choice board and see, you know, pick a couple, see what you're interested in. And then, when they choose, then they go into the youth media challenge and actually create it as an actual project. So, above the noise is kind of a quote unquote text that I would use in the course of a unit or several texts from it in the course of a unit, where the summative assessment for that unit is the call for change youth media challenge. And that's what they submit. I'll say also that as a teacher, I had my students do something very similar and they submitted to C-SPAN's Student Cam. So similarly, C-SPAN Student Cam invites students to do some evidence-based research and compilation, create some sort of a video or a submission that they share around a competition theme. So their, theirs is secondary. Six through 12 are the grades that they invite to submit. Students are invited to create a short five to six minute video documentary. So it does name the specific like format that students can use. And then what's cool is um, their cash prizes, because they actually have cash prizes, which is just mind-blowing. Um, they total $100,000 each year. And the C-SPAN awards prizes to the top 150 student documentaries. So there's a real chance right that students can absolutely do that. And also teachers who are an advisor on one of the top 50 winning films also receive a cash reward. So that is pretty cool. This year's student competition theme is if you were a newly elected member of Congress, which issue would be your first priority and why? Each year they're very similar. They're issue based, what's relevant to students, what's going on in the news very much connected. So that's this year's. And just so you know, the submission deadline for this year is January 20th, 2023. So coming up kind of soon. They also have a bank of resources of prior winner videos. And so I think it's really helpful as KQED does in terms of a library of student examples to review that with students to just kind of talk about, you know, what works and what doesn't and what makes a good submission and that kind of thing. Okay, so that's student cam from C SPAN, another authentic audience, right? They are publishing that. They have an authentic review process where you're getting people beyond the teacher to see it. And they also have the added bonus of a cash prize if they win. So, really nice incentive. Next, I would say, and this is our third resource for kind of authentic tasks, audience beyond the classroom kind of resources. This is learning for justices, do something, student tasks. So, they have a list. Uh, Learning for Justice, formerly called Teaching Tolerance, they have a list of student tasks under the category of Do Something, and they call them Do Something Performance Tasks. Basically, the kind of tagline for this is that these tasks ask students to demonstrate their anti-bias awareness and civic competency by applying their literacy and social justice knowledge in an authentic, real-world context. So basically everything that we've been talking about. They have a list of 34 student tasks from things like an artistic expression showcase where they produce original art that conveys a social justice message and then plan a public display of their work, to things like be the change where students are identifying and investigating a community problem, and then they propose, plan, and implement an action or solution directed to kind of improve the problem. So many things in here, community murals, consuming and creating political arts, a uh, Film Festival, Identity Portraits, a PSAs, Musical Movement, Oral History Project, Photo Essay Exhibits, um, Poetry and Storytelling Cafe, a letter writing campaign, um, tweeting for change if you want a social media element, um, and voting and th- looking at uh, voter registration and turnout rates in their local communities and then exploring potential roadblocks to the voting process and, and working to overturn those. So I think there's so many great options in here. Again, there's 34 in this leading for justice resource. That's pretty awesome. Okay. So those are the three resources that will give you an authentic kind of project space where the audience automatically extends beyond the class. Now I want to give you four more, and these are resources for texts. So while those first three, I I named them first because I typically like backwards design, figure out what the final project is first and then work backwards to say, okay, what are the individual lessons and resources and what I call texts within those lessons that I'm going to use to introduce content to students so that they're learning and then putting it all together in their final project. I want to name here and I've named before, but I just want to be very clear that when I say texts, that could be written text. It could be Uh, You know, an article or uh, song lyrics, it could be also a video, a picture, uh, oral history recording from the Library of Congress, could be um, some other uh, piece, a poem or, or something, right? It doesn't always have to be the written word, but I just want to name that it could be any sort of kind of video, audio, textual thing that I kind of put under the band of text. And that purpose is to introduce students to a concept, to an idea, share some research with them. And that is going to be useful for their final project. So when we're designing around justice, it feels for me very helpful to have kind of a go-to text library or what I've been calling text library, which is like a resource bank for justice centered or justice topic related resources this could be primary or secondary sources. It could be, again, a range of things from written text to video or audio. And I have found four that I really like, three that are very concretely aligned, I would say, to being about justice. And then one that helps with kind of um, differentiation and personalizing to your kind of student age and reading level. And is, is, I would say, a good source for more current events. So Let's start with our three very justice-specific ones. So Learning for Justice, I mentioned them already. They have a list of student texts or a bank of student texts, and they have a search feature. They have an ability to filter text by the type, so you can do literature, multimedia, visual, or informational, the social justice domain, identity, diversity, justice, or action, the grade level, so they have bands of like three grades, three to four grades. The subject specifically, they name social studies, civics, history, economics, geography. so very social studies E, And then also the topic. So for example, their topics are civil rights movement, slavery, race and ethnicity, religion, ability, class, immigration, gender and sexual identity, bullying and bias, rights and activism. So that's a really good one. Um, And again, they also have a search feature, which I really like because then you can actually go in and type a particular thing you're looking for. So they have 628 texts in this library. So there's a lot going on there. And I also like, again, the filters have a great way to kind of um, filter down what you're looking for. If you're just doing a broader exploration, I really like them, especially if you are using learning for justices, social justice standards in your class, because they align to those four categories of the standards as well. The second kind of text library I wanna share is Facing History and Ourselves. So when you look at the website for Facing History and Ourselves, they have a page that they call topics. And I think this is kind of the best uh, option for kind of browsing. And so I'll tell you what those are. They also have on that page a link to current events, their current events collection. So you could actually just click on current events if you're looking specifically at a current event or trying to browse what are the current events that I could talk about at the moment. So the topics that they are organized under on the topics page is democracy and civic engagement, race and US history, justice and human rights, anti Semitism and religious intolerance, bullying and ostracism global immigration, genocide and mass violence, Holocaust. And then they also have an option to click search our collection. And that's where you can actually type in a particular thing you're looking for. They also have, as I think several other resources have as well, events and training and PD for teachers who kind of want to learn more about how to use this. So they have 4,908 results um, in, in all. When you look specifically at classroom materials, they have 3,302. They also have filters on here that you can filter by subject. So they have um, civics and citizenship, ELA, and they have a bunch of um, arts that kind of correspond to different things um, and different time periods. So different eras of history or regions of history, music, art, culture, psychology, religion. They also have a resource type that is very extensive. So things like a blog, uh, a handout, a webinar that people could look at, a teaching idea, a teaching strategy, a unit outline, a visual essay, a video, right? There's like all this stuff that you can filter by. So that's another great opportunity to engage specifically around history or kind of like, um, I I like the arts component because I think it also gets after of joy. And in many ways, we talk about oppression when we're talking about justice and we forget the joy element, right? Which Dr. Goldie Muhammad talks about a lot as the fifth pursuit in her HRL framework. I think that's really important and a great way to be able to kind of dive into art and uh, music and visual art and literature and all the fun things. Okay. The third resource I want to share with you is the Zen education project. They have a teaching materials archive that you're able to uh, kind of peruse. And I think this is also a wonderful opportunity to be able to just check out what's going on. Um, When you click into, just kind of a logistics note here, when you click into teaching materials, that's kind of one of their um, categories at the top, at the menu bar at the top, teaching materials. I would suggest kind of hovering over And you can then see three options because when you click on teaching materials, they don't give you a lot of filter options. And so it might seem frustrating initially to check it out. But if you do explore by time period, explore by theme or explore by resource type, then it gives you the filter option. So for example, if you go explore by time period, it gives you, um, and it gives the dates for these as well, but colonization, revolution and constitution, early 19th century, civil war era, reconstruction, industrial revolution, turn of the century, World War I, Prosperity, Depression, and World War II, Cold War, People's Movement, Post Civil Rights Era, and present, or 2001 to present, excuse me. So it gives you a little bit more to dive into. um, And then also the the themes we have as well. Things like African-American, art and music, Asian-American, Civil Rights Movement, climate justice, criminal justice and incarceration, democracy and citizenship, disability, economics, education, environment, food, housing, immigration, imperialism, labor, language arts, Latinx, law and citizen rights, LGBTQ, math, media, Native American. I just want to name that math is an actual uh, uh, category. So that's really helpful for our math teachers who may find that it is more challenging for them to kind of break free of the typical math teaching and talk about integrating justice. Um, Organizing, Pacific Islander, racism and racial identity, reconstruction, science, slavery and resistance, social class, sports. I think this is a really huge one for getting any student involved who's interested in sports, but also the PE teacher, right? Like so good that they have this own category. U.S. foreign policy, voting rights, wars and anti-war movements. I like that those are lumped together. Um, And so you could kind of look at at multiple perspectives here. Um, And women's history, world history, and global studies. So those are your themes if you want to go by theme. And then also they have a bunch of resource types. So things like books, film clips, posters, songs, teaching guides. There is a category for Spanish bilingual um, articles, lots of stuff going on there. So that is an opportunity for folks to explore the Zen Education Project for, again, justice-based resources. Finally, I'll share New Zella while not specifically justice-based, often talks about current events and then also has, and I'm sure many educators are already familiar with Newsella, but I just want to name it because it does talk about current events a lot. And I think it's really helpful to be able to personalize the reading level of a particular current events article. So you find a current events article, great, it's talking about this thing that I want students to be learning about. And then I can go in and select or have students select what the reading level is that's appropriate for them. So, so much good stuff. Hi, everyone. Popping in here quick just to remind you that your free resource for this episode is My Media Critique Project, which I've used at the high school and college levels. You can grab that and take a look at lindsaybethlyons.com slash blog slash 94. Now let's get back to the episode. Built-in, beautiful uh, project you can just kind of take and run with. And then backwards planning, let's think about the texts we want to expose students to so they can be able to have success with that project and embed this research and and these great resources into their project. There are four of those. So just to name them one more time, KQED's Youth Media Challenge, they also have the Above the Noise as a bonus video series, Learning for Justice, Do Something, Student Tasks, Student Cam from C-SPAN, those are your three project opportunities. And then our text libraries are Learning for Justice, Perspective Texts, Facing History and Ourselves, Zen Education Project and New Zella. I hope this resource dive episode was helpful for you. I am very excited to hear how you are going to be using some of this in your class. I think it's going to be really powerful when we start identifying more resources that make this feel doable, right? And sustainable. What I will add as a free resource for this episode is my Media Critique Project, which gives you a sense of What does it look like to have this final justice-based project? What do all the pieces of that look like? And then also, what are all the texts that I used along the way to help support students in accessing the information that that they would embed and use to answer the driving question for the project and put into their final submission? So if that feels helpful for you as just an example of all the things that we've been talking about, feel free to check that out. I'll include that in the bonuses of the blog post of this episode. Thank you so much. I can't wait to see you again next week. If you're leaving this episode wanting more, you're going to love my live coaching intensive curriculum bootcamp. I help one department or grade team create feminist, anti-racist curricula that challenges, affirms, and inspires all students. We weave current events into course content and amplify student voices, which skyrockets engagement and academic achievement. It energizes educators feeling burnt out, and it's just two days. Plus, you can reuse the same process anytime you create a new unit, which saves time and money. If you can't wait to bring this to your staff, I'm inviting you to sign up for a 20-minute call with me. Grab a spot on my calendar at www.lindsaybethlyons.com contact. Until next time, leaders, continue to think big, act brave, and be your best self. This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode.